0: I <laughs> do Hey guys, what's up? Uh, week 41. This is going to be a little different than a, a lot of my other weekly videos. Not the actual video, but the setup, the format. I'm going to go in depth a little bit uh, on the pickups. Not not, not that I've seen them all or anything, but I'm just going to read the backs a little bit because this is going to be the first time that I'm actually all caught up with the audio version. So they're going to be uh, the podcast, the Shut Up Brandon feed the podcast is going to be going live at the same time as the video will be going live. and it'll, You'll see a link hosted at the Screaming Toilet page as always. So Now if you uh, choose to listen to them uh, on a podcast format, there'll, there'll be a little bit of alterations, but it'll, fairly, it'll pretty much be the same thing. I got a few movies for you to review uh, this week. I'm shooting it a little early, so if you asked a question this week and it didn't get answered, don't worry about it. You'll be entered in the Pick a Movie competition if you entered that next week as well, and the question will be uh, answered uh, next week, so uh, no sweat. Uh, the first one I'll be reviewing for you is Orchestral or Orchestra: A Rehearsal by uh, Fellini. This is another Fellini flick. Uh, this is from Arrow Academy. I like what they're doing. Uh, the last uh, Fellini movie I was uh, I, I enjoyed it, but this one I really really liked. Uh, it's, this one's made in '83, I believe it was uh, uh, made. And uh, this is a very very strange story. Uh, it's shot kind of like a documentary. You almost think, well, this is a documentary style. We have all these uh, this big orchestra band and their rehearsal. And this uh, film crew comes in and they uh, start to interview everyone. And everyone is uh, very odd, and very different. They talk about their musical instruments, why they're important, uh, who they are, where they came from. And you realize there's just like uh, this break in this group. They're they're definitely divided. Some of these, and it uh, comes into Italian politics which, uh, you know, I don't know much about. But uh, you have this strong union uh, presence, and then we have these old kind of like fascist regime that uh, just want to practice, 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 no breaks, nothing. We have this younger crowd who's more of the union, yes, yeah. We don't want you know, a conductor to come in harsh. We don't want them to tell tell us what to do. And we have people that are indifferent. And, and, and this kind of sums up the whole population, I believe, in Italy at the time. It, it sums up, it, it may be just done in this small documentary about this orchestra, but in reality it's about everything. It's about how everyone is in a way, and uh, that's very interesting. A lot of the characters are weird and zany and bizarre, and a lot of them are very funny, uh, very angry, very crazy, but a couple of them are, are really touching, especially the guy who plays the tuba. He says, you know, I picked the tuba because It was sad, and nobody wanted it, and I feel like we have a connection in that way. And there's a lot of beautiful dialogue between all of them and uh, their differences and a lot of humor and insanity and absurdity, which I enjoy. I I thought this was a really cool movie. And uh, at the end of the movie, when it all boils over and some crazy things happen, in a way, you realize that uh, they're all in this together. And it sometimes takes something tragic and dramatic for everyone to realize that. And uh, at the end, it it shows you that things aren't necessarily going to change, but things will possibly get done. I I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was a nice look into Italian politics, and I thought it was... uh done in a way that was neither annoying uh, nor convoluted. I, I really liked it actually. Uh, there's a couple interviews on here. Uh, one of the guys is uh, it's a video essay and he talks about this being Fellini's most political movie. The other guy basically is on there who knew uh, the conductor or the, the guy who helped to compose the music uh, for Fellini for the movie for all his movies, for most of his movies and uh, he talks about this. He didn't want it to be as political as uh, some people may have thought it was but it's a nice release. It looks great. Uh, it sounds great and it's a really interesting movie that I, I, I dug the hell out of I thought it was really cool and uh, if anybody uh, Dario Gentu fans or um, uh, Rogero Diodato fans will spot somebody from one of his movies, uh, Cristina Bolero or Bolero, he pops in, tiny tiny cameo but a nice release from Arrow Academy and an interesting movie for sure Clarinetto di Toscanini Vuole preco essere gentile e ripetere lei solo, quattro battute dopo di numero 82 no, maestro. Io ho suonato una volta, ho suonato la seconda, la terza, per accordo sindacale, non si suona. E il collega ha ragione. Ma il passaggio andiamo. l'ha fatto da tutta la sezione insieme, o tutti eh. o nessuno. Ma che sta Mario nascondere, ah, Qui siamo tutti ah. maggioreni. E che se io al posto di lei penserei un poco meno agli sindacati e un poco più alla musica. Eh. E io insisto ancora Se Wagner avrebbe potuto conoscere sindacati e si operò E lì mai aveva scritto tutta sua opera Si sì, ma questo lo vuole col colpa ai sindacati se non riesce a scrivere niente di buono ja? A me manca la pace, la tranquillità, il silenzio Questa è vita di merda Ecco quella merda li se la spalma sulla bacchetta poi ci da una bella lecartina. Dal <ride> <ride> cominciamento 5-3-0, Flicorno preco. Ma cos'è che è stato? Flicorno? Dov'è Flicorno? Se non è venuto! Che vuol dire, non è venuto! E chi ne so? Non c'è. 60 e 40, che. Ah, il flicorno non ha potuto venire, maestro, perché? Come perché? Solamente ora, io so, flicorno non è qui! Allora mi correggo, non è che non ha potuto venire, non ha voluto venire! Il segno di protesta, maestro! D'accordo col sindacato eh? provinciale di cui bentivoglio fa chi parte Chi ha te suona Flicorno, sua sorella? Ah! Maestro, lasciamo stare mia sorella che non c'entra e non tocchiamo i valenti eh? Io non ho detto sua mm, Lei ha detto sua sorella, ci sento bene io non io. ho detto sua sorella, ma solamente ho detto sua sorella di flicorno, non sua sorella Non sono così spiritoso da apprezzare queste finezze Lei faccia il suo lavoro di direttore, muova la bacchetta, che ai valenti nostri ci pensiamo noi, vabbè Allora avanti 5-3-0, prego eh, No maestro, no, adesso no I professori sono molto turbati Scusi ma io credo che non possano continuare la prova Ma per tiafolo Ma cosa volete voi di me? Volete farmi diventare me matto? Che volete? Volete aver mio culo? Prego Qui avete lui? Signori tutta l'orchestra in pausa doppia 20 minuti (laughs) the next one here is from Arrow Films and this is Scalpel yeah this is by uh, John Grissom uh the uh, writer and director of Nightmare at Shadow Woods, a.k.a. Blood Rage. And uh, knowing that these two are both by the same guy, you can see a little bit of it, the crazy family dynamics in them, but uh, there's a lot of differences in here as well. Scalpel, I had heard about for years, never watched it. Uh, it has Robert Lansing in it, who he looks so familiar. must be from TV or small bit parts, but I have to say that I fell in love with this guy's performance. In fact, the lead performances, the two, um, are, are tremendous in this movie. They're top-notch. Uh, this movie takes place in Georgia. It's shot in Georgia. I love those like Southern kind of movies. I know Madhouse was shot in Georgia. Uh, the Slayer was shot in Georgia, and I really enjoy those movies too. There's something about the South. And uh, this, uh, writer director, the cinematographer wanted this to be kind of like a Southern Gothic, which goes into that. There's actually two versions of the movie on here. The original kind of looking uh, movie uh, print, and then they kind of altered it to make it look more, you know, uh, like a Southern Gothic film. Uh, the story here is a bizarre one. We follow this uh, this uh, plastic surgeon played by Robert. Lansing, who, um, there's this, uh, he, uh, his father-in-law just died and he's with his brother-in-law and, uh, they were left nothing in the will. Their rich father-in-law, they gave them nothing. So they, they're out of they're uh, SOL on money, um, they basically stumble across a woman who's been completely battered. Her face has been taken off by this bouncer, which is a really horrific scene. And uh, the plastic surgeon starts to think, you know, my daughter's been missing for years, and all the money was left to my daughter. So he alters her face, makes a deal with this uh, stripper, actually, to uh, split the money, the $5 million, half and half. And uh, things start to get complicated. These incestuous tones come out in the father, and uh, this relationship starts with this uh, stripper who looks just like his daughter. Uh, and there's these brilliant moments where they're at the funeral, and uh, somebody dies, and they're celebrating kind of because this was the person's uh, last request was have a party in my pr- have a party at my funeral. And they look at each other, and they, they talk about this in the special features, and they know they got away with something horrific, and they just start laughing. And Robert Lansing has this big evil smile. He looks like to me. He looks like a mixture of, uh, I had a thought, he looks like uh, Robert Quarry or Robert Vaughn mixed with like a Chuck Connors. He, he has a very unique look. I love his performance. He's evil, he's creepy, he's sleazy, and he all has this nice southern flair to it. Uh, the lead actress in here, of course you know the daughter's going to come back to complicate things. The real daughter. She plays dual roles in here. and They do a lot of split screen stuff and you can't even really tell. I couldn't at least with uh, doubles and stuff. Did a great job with that. I love the plot. I love all the reviews I love that it's so dirty and sleazy and uh, just uh, gross at the same time and there's a there's an element of uh, comedic stuff in here as well, kind of like uh, Blood Rage, although I used to think Blood Rage, that a lot of that comedy wasn't necessarily on purpose, but after seeing this I think a lot of this dark comedy in both these movies is serious, and definitely on purpose I mean, not serious, uh, definitely on purpose there's a beautiful flashback where they do these flashbacks about drowning, and then there's another flashback where he, this, he's saying one thing and they're showing another thing and that is, is just a brilliant flashback on here they have interviews with the lead actress which is nice she talks about uh, working with all the people the director uh there's a commentary by a film historian which is very detailed and there is an interview with the cinematographer uh as well you know it's a great release uh it's a great movie that i had not seen and i was really happy with it impressed it's probably one of my favorite film discoveries of 2018 so far uh to take a page out of rupert pumpkin speaks great blog site by the way but uh yeah uh One of my favorite recent discoveries uh, of 2018, probably going to be on my list uh, for next year or this year, I mean, but uh, great stuff. Check it out from Arrow Video. This is my favorite moment in the entire movie, Lanson's reaction to Snyder's line about funerals being depressing. And I'm so happy you're here to see it. I hope you enjoy it. Scalpel. next one here is kind of a a crazy release this is cries of ecstasy blows of death but it also includes there's two extra actually two movies on here invasion of love drones and double d experiment yeah i checked these out uh these are kind of soft core exploitation sexploitation movies i'll say but uh the cries of ecstasy is a weird one predating mad max it is a post-apocalyptic sex movie Yeah, blows my mind. There's kung fu in this. There's weird, weird stuff going on. There's isolation vibes and creepiness and fighting and guns and rape and violence. Uh, Is it amazingly great well done or anything not really but there's all this cool unique weird stuff in it uh and uh, and they're basically the world's running out of air nobody has air there's these crazy bandits running around everybody has to wear these masks and everybody seems to have this weird sexual relationship where you can't you got to stay in this tent you go to this tent and all the people are super bizarre some of them are you know, one guy is definitely a sadist who gets off on hurting and killing people, and then we have this poor guy whose wife is pregnant at a, at one point. It, it it gets pretty extreme in in terms of actually plot details. It's not super gory or anything, but it, at points it will turn into a kung fu movie. It is very downbeat at the ending, uh, and, and it's shot in a desert, which is a kind of cool. There's a, actually some you know the nice locations in this one. Uh, it's a unique, interesting movie, uh, and I think it's worth checking out. Especially if you like sex exploitation movies, uh, the what was the other one? I'm sorry, I gotta look again. Uh, there's so many Invasion of the Love Drones. That one actually is insane as well. This one, uh, the plot makes me laugh just thinking about it. What we have here is these uh, aliens that want to basically take over the Earth by getting turning everyone into these sex drones. Uh, so they send these drones down and they basically rape or you know. Um, seduce people, and when they have sex with them, they turn into sex drones, and of course it spreads like some crazy STD uh, virus, but uh, there's only the one person can stop them, STD researcher, so we have that uh, going on, but uh, what's crazy about this movie is that's when the uh, robots or the drones, the sex drones, climax, they go, they normally look like people, but when they climax, they turn into these weird, strange robots, super crazy, super weird, and has one of the nastiest rape scenes, I've seen a gang rape of this poor uh, agent who's trying to stop them they all the drones attack her and rape her and it just was like this is way crazier than i expected in this scene but uh it's just really weird uh packed with nudity of course as is the other one lots of sex lots of nudity um a super crazy bizarre movie that i i think is actually probably uh Maybe a, a faster watch than the other one. I don't know if it's a better watch. The short movie on here, the uh, not short, but the uh, bonus feature, the bonus bonus feature, Double D Experiment, it's not particularly good, has a lot of nudity, but it's one of these deals uh, kind of like, uh, what was the other one that one of the uh, AFCA uh, films had? On it where it's like, Hey, I'm creating women to have sex with and oh it backfires at the end and it turns into an orgy. Not really good. Double D experiment. And uh that print looks a little rough. The other ones look a little better. Uh a lot better, I'll say. Especially the uh invasion of the love drones. But they're an interesting release, uh three movies, uh a lot of bang for your buck, uh yeah. <laughs> This dawn shall be the last for my creation, recorded in this ledger under the heading of man. His ruthless pollution and desire for control of my paradise is finally bringing about an end to his existence. Those of us still loyal to the state must be firm with enforcement procedures. You killed them, General! You murdering both of them! This is the one that'll get us (laughs) out (laughs) of (laughs) this (laughs) mess! Next one here is uh, by Joe Meredith. This is a short. This is South Mill District. He got this to me quick. Uh, if you guys know Joe Meredith, you should. Look at that cover art. You'll know exactly who he is. Uh, Joe Meredith is an artist. He does a lot of cover art for a lot of uh, uh, film covers. He does uh, a lot of the Dustin Mill stuff. So that cover, his, his artwork has always been uh, very um uh poignant to me like it sticks out it's it's very unique and i enjoy it and uh you know so i was excited to see what he was going to do a uh, film it, it popped up and i ordered it the link will be below if you're interested but, uh, yeah, 25 minutes short. And I was thinking, this is going to be in the style like a James Bell, maybe, you know, like dangerous and weird and uh, experimental. And th- that's kind of what it was. Uh, it appears that some sort of a post-apocalyptic uh, thing had happened where aliens invaded Earth and they mixed their DNA with people and it creates all these crazy kind of mutations. It reminds me of something like Blood Pigs by Brian Pollen uh, and Palin- uh, like a James Bell kind of, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Tantrum, not tantrum or uh, nutsack, one of those kind of deals that he made. So it feels like that kind of uh, stuff going on. Uh, The location's great. I like where he chose to shoot lots of shots of factories and uh, just uh, grimy kind of stuff. Uh, The special effects are, you know, um, cheap. And crude, but very effective. And there's a lot of them. And there's blood. And there's a lot of stop motion in here of the creatures. And uh, at points, it's very gross. Um, You can see the seams sometimes, and I kind of like that. I love the stop motion stuff. Uh, The creatures are some sort of a a arachnid type deal. So you'll see them crawl out of people's brains if when heads are cut open. And uh, there's one like it's like a crab spider in there, and that is intense and just insane. Like I said, it it has narration. The main character is played by Joe Meriton. Meredith himself and uh, Toby Johansson pops up in here from uh, what was the one? Hacksaw that he was in. So it has a couple familiar faces in here. Uh, There's lots of nasty bits of gore. And for a 25 minute uh, experimental movie, I wanted more. And that's the best kind of thing to do these. And it leaves you on the cliffhanger. I think there's more to come. But uh, I wanted more. And that's probably the best thing I can say uh, when you watch one of these kind of things where you're like, I want to continue the story. I want to keep going. But uh, it's very low budget. You know, Uh, the music is a droney but very good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought the editing was fairly solid, although I did see like seams on the special effects, but I kind of expect that. And, uh, you know, but a lot of them were really fun and inventive and I, I dug it. I really enjoyed it, man. Uh, good work, Joe Meredith. I'll, I'll be checking out your stuff from, uh, from here on out and, uh, congrats. The next one is The Pick of the Week by Adam Weber. I couldn't find Dan D. I didn't, he didn't get a hold of me, so uh, I uh, messaged Dan, uh, Adam Weber, who enters the contest every time and never won. So I said, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bump you ahead. What did you want me to watch? And he picked Carnage Park by Mickey Keating. I had seen Pod. I believe he did that one. And I really liked Pod. I thought Pod was great. So Carnage Park. uh, Yeah, this one I I just watched today. I watched it on Netflix. So that that was pretty cool. Uh, Right when it started, I was like, man, this is like Reservoir Red State Killers. It's like uh, Reservoir Dogs, Natural Born Killers, and Red State, all thrown in the one and a little bit of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Mickey Keating definitely wears his influences onto his sleeves. But you know, it's nothing like Pod. So it goes to show you that this guy can do lots of different things things uh, as far as these two movies are concerned because they're completely different. Alan Ruck is in this and uh Pat Healy, who I love Pat Healy is an underrated actor. Everything he pops up in, he's really good. Uh, Carnage Park falls this uh this uh, woman who was kidnapped in a bank robbery by these two idiots, these morons, and they're driving to Mexico and there's this guy out in the middle of nowhere, this war vet from Vietnam uh, it, this movie must takes place in the early 70s I believe, t- uh, Vietnam and he's out there and anybody that crosses his path he puts in this carnage park, this game of death where he tortures and shoots and kills people, he has fun doing it uh, he's obviously uh, traumatized he has a relationship with the sheriff, they're brothers so that explains why these people can go missing and he can get a little bit more leeway unlike Wrong Turn did where they have a whole junkyard full of cars and you're like, huh, that's weird if a plane went over you know where all those missing people are not a fan of wrong Turn, sorry. But Carnage Park tries to make up for some of that. Uh, the dialogue, a lot of times, especially in the beginning from um, who is it? Scorpion Joe. Uh, I believe it's Scorpion Joe, is directly lifted from a, a Tarantino movie. This guy walked off one of those like Truth of Consequences New Mexico or a uh, Love It of Forty Five movies, those kind like, of like rip offs of the Tarantinos. He he's coming off this hard. And he he's a pretty good actor, but uh it definitely feels like that. It definitely feels like a Tarantino uh ripoff. Uh, it, it opens up like Texas Chainsaw with the with the the little bit of uh lines in the beginning. You'll understand exactly what they're talking about if you've seen Texas Chainsaw and if you haven't go watch it please. For love of God. But, uh, yeah, it has all these mixtures of, uh, you know, stuff. And it feels like that. And the opening, I think the first and the second uh, parts are great. And the last the last part is the weakest, but it's all still good. Uh, the, my only complaint about the movie is uh, they set this, this, this dynamic with the brothers, and it doesn't pay off like it should. Uh, we do one of those deals where it's like somebody accidentally does something to somebody else that they don't want to do. And it's like, are we, or can we be done with that? Like it's, it's, it's an, it's an, I know it's probable, but we've seen it so many times and it's so trite and cheap at this point. It's like, okay, here we go. We're going to do this again. And that is my only complaint about the movie. Besides that, it's brutal. It's, got, it's well acted, especially in the female lead in this movie. She makes good decisions. And I love seeing that. Like, I think so. Maybe I'm a moron, but I thought she was making decisions that I would have made. Like, she's handcuffed to somebody who's dead. So, you know, instead of dragging the body or, or just crying or doing something like a lot of other victims would do in movies, she bashes the hand off with a rock. I love that. I think that's great. I like that she gets a a gun at one point and fights back and she's tough as nails and crazy. Uh, Not the biggest fan of the ending, but there's nothing particularly wrong with it. But uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty damn cool movie. It's got its brutality, and after you get past the first 10 minutes, and you're like, man, this is too Tarantino. uh, It's kind of feeling like a ripoff. It it becomes its own thing, and it has all these inspirations, and it works, and it mixes them well. I think it's pretty damn good. I was uh, happy with it. I I do want to check out his other movies, Darling and Psychopaths, but I wish they would get United States Blu-ray releases, or I probably won't be buying them. I'll just probably buy them on Vudu, because why... Buy them when they're not on uh, HD. When why buy a standard when I can buy the Voodoo on, uh the HD on Voodoo. But uh, I would really recommend checking Carnage Park out. Uh, I only have a DVD, of course, but this is on Blu-ray from Scream uh, IFC. Recommended, uh, Good stuff, gritty, uh, and uh, good music choices as well. Big Bad uh, John, I loved hearing that. I love that song. It's one of my favorites. So hearing that pop up in the movie was really good. Uh, Pat Healy, great performance. Lead actress was great in here. Larry Fessenden has a role in uh, his scene with uh, the lead actress actually was making me really, really sad. It's very, very intense and very depressing. But yeah, good stuff. Well, howdy. What you doing out here? Couple of fellas decided to hold up the farming bank. Woo! They were last seen driving in this direction. They ain't here. These boys took old Tom Fontaine's daughter with them. Not by her volunteer, of course. So, that got to do with me? How far's the scream travel out here, Wyatt? Not too far. Oh, Sarah Reed uh, Sarah Reed won, and she picked a movie called Going Home or Going Through Home. It's like 1970. Uh, I'm going to have to find it for uh, the pick movie. So here's what we have. If you want to pick a movie, leave a comment in the Screaming Toilet saying you want to pick a movie or on YouTube or wherever you see it, Facebook. I'll find it. I'll find you, and I'll enter you. Who do we got? Nick Mua. I added you in. I'm pretty sure you wanted to be entered. We didn't have many... Uh uh, people in this time because I'm doing the video fairly early so please uh, I love picking these movies I love the pick a movie segment I'm having a lot of fun doing it but uh Nick Mua send me what you want me to review uh I'll get on ASAP next week will be Sarah Reed's, and the week after that will be yours but uh yeah we have Jonathan Wilhelm his question is Count Chocula versus Booberry versus Frankenberry who you got in a no-holes-barred backstreet brawl? Okay, I'm going to paint the picture for you. They all meet up. Let's say they're roommates. They're getting sick of each other's crap. I'm tired of all this crap. You're coming in all hours of the night, Frankenberry. You're waking Choc- uh, Count Chocula up. You know he has to sleep during the day. Um whatever. Booberry is working 50 hours a week. He looks so depressed all the time. He's, he's working 60, 70 hours a week. They're, they're at it wit's end. So the brawl starts. They go at it. Nobody can hit Boo Berry because he's a freaking ghost. So Booberry just sits in the corner and mopes. Uh, Frankenberry and Count Chocula are going at it. Uh, but uh, Count Chocula's rotten, chocolate-ridden teeth can't bite through Frankenberry's neck. So right when Frankenberry's got Count Chocula, he's strangling the life out of him. Out of nowhere comes Fruit Brute and uh, Yummy Mummy. They jump in. They all started tackling each other, and uh Yummy Mummy starts to strangle Frankenberry with his uh his fruity wrappings, and uh Frankenberry's getting a little bit dizzy. He's going down, but then he realizes he freaks out, he rips the mummy in pieces because he's made of freaking bandit fruit bandages. Uh the werewolf comes in, brute fruit brute, rips apart Count Chocula, and then it's uh, Frankenberry versus uh Fruit Brute. They go at it, they they're tearing each other to shreds. Uh by the time it's over, neither of them are standing. Booberry's in the corner. Not touched. Looking depressed. Even more depressed now because all his friends are dead. Boo Berry wins. Because he didn't do nothing. He pulled a Ric Flair. He sat under the ring and waited until he was the uh, last man in the Royal Rumble. Okay. <laughs> Nick, what short story, novella, novel would you like to crack at to direct or write a screenplay for? Any movie genre that you'd never even... W- w- never watch, even if threatened by raving zombie. Um, I would love you know, to do an accurate I Am Legend. Not saying I could, but uh, the Richard Matheson book, I mean, I love Omega Man, but uh, I didn't want to see I Am Legend, the one with Will Smith, because they made this this movie that's supposed to be small and personal, suburban, into this giant city thing. And I was like, that's not I Am Legend. And they made all the creatures look the same. It's like, does that mean Corman's not in it? I mean, I, I need that personal stuff in there. And I, I like the little bits where... Uh, you know, um, what is it, uh, he accidentally kills a real vampire. I think that uh, I Am Legend would be a really good one to do. Um, any movie genre that you never watch? I, I don't like watching Possession or ghost movies. Some old ones, newer ones, found footage, Those, like I said. But I don't watch too many musicals. But uh, old 50s ones, that's one that I don't think I would be particularly interested in. But uh, I am willing to check them out. Adam Weber, interested in picking up The Last Hunter and Antonio's other cl- film, uh, Cannibal Apocalypse. Uh, also, The Sadist. Dave, thoughts? I want to be interested in the my- Okay, um, The Sadist I haven't seen, but I've always wanted to. Uh, the Last Hunter's great. Cannibal Apocalypse is great. Uh, Tiger Joe's great. And uh, The Last Tornado's great. They're all great. Uh, Cannibal Apocalypse doesn't have a Blu-ray release. I don't know if it's going to get one in Studio Canal over in uk and uh it's going to be hard to determine if there's going to be one because umbrella just released it and if they had the elements they would have done a blu-ray so i don't know uh maybe they're not going to have it but really recommend to check both those movies out let's get into the updates um first we have dark city uh yeah um this has both cuts on there i've never seen dark city i've heard only good things pretty much Uh, Hamilton Books had a great sale. Wolf Guy for $15. Uh, This has a bunch of features on here, I'm sure of it. They have a new interview with Sonny Chiba and with the director, which is great. This is one of the only arrows I needed. We have a couple Kino Lorbers. We have Tough Guys with um, Burt Lancaster and Kirk Douglas. I wanted to see this for a long time. Uh, yeah, uh, this is one of like eight or nine movies, These it's maybe seven movies these guys did together, it's kind of a comedy looks fun, we have Star Crystal I've uh, not seen Star Crystal in years, but uh, I don't think this has any features on it, but Star Crystal I have a great story with, uh, me and my buddy were watching it one day on VHS, we put it in, we're like, okay let's check this out, and it starts off like an alien ripoff, and we we're like, this is terribly boring and horrible, and then about 75% through the movie, there's this weird twist in there, and it turns into E.T., and we thought it was the funniest thing ever, when we were like 13, 14, uh, maybe we're even you know, like 17, we, we could not stop laughing at it uh, the twist in there, so I, I'd really like to watch it again with them and see if it holds up, we have uh, another one from Hamilton Books, uh, 15 bucks code red man, uh, Weekend Murders it's an Italian movie. Uh, it has a audio commentary with Star, which is great. On-camera interview as well. And the original trailer on there. Uh, this I believe is not the TV cut, but the original theatrical cut. The Strangeness. I haven't seen this in years. I have the DVD. This is another Code Red. This is a bizarre movie. There's an audio commentary on here. On-camera interviews with some of the actors. Six short films, so Yeah. Cool stuff. Weird movie. Weird monster movie. Stop motion creature in a cave. Uh, looks like a vagina, if I remember correctly. A shock to the system. Another Hamilton book. So uh, one that was on sale. This is a shout select. Uh, we have a commentary with the director interview as well. alternate ending. So that's cool. Heard good things about that from the pure uh, from the uh, shockwaves. I think uh, Rebecca McKendry mentioned that. The Naked Cage. From the director of Chained Heat. This was only ten bucks, so yeah. This has uh, not many uh, actual features on here, I don't think. So there's nothing, no features on there from Scream Shout. We have The Evictors, which is uh, Charles B. Pierce's other movie besides The Town at Dreaded Sundown. I think he did The Legend of Boggy Creek as well. But this is actually a pretty cool movie. There's not much uh, as far as uh, special features are on here, but this is uh, was released with The Town at Dreaded Sundown in standard def. But it has a nice cast. That's Michael Parks and uh, Jessica Harper and uh, who's the other? Vic Morrow. So yeah, it's a nice cast. We have Contamination 7, a.k.a. Crawlers, a.k.a. Troll 3, again from uh, Scream Factory. Uh, I want to see this. It's funny that none, of, no special features. None of the troll movies actually have trolls in them except the first one. We have trolls, then goblins, and then like weird roots. I don't know. love that case though. Then we have another from Scream Shout. Uh, what's the matter with Helen? I've not seen this one. This is a Curtis Harrington movie who did uh, some of the... Ruby. He did Ruby. Uh, this is theatrical spot. No no real features on here. And then we have uh, uh, two uh, Spanish double feature from Scream. The Night of the Sorcerers and a Lorelai's Grasp. Uh, pretty cool stuff here uh, we have a uh, commentary for Lies* Grasp on here and the special features alternate footage for Night of the Sorcerers but uh, yeah uh, I love that uh, Scream's starting to do some of these more Spanish uh, and Italian Euro horror I like that we have some DVDs here we have the Roger Corman cult classics double feature Big Bad Mama and Big Bad Mama 2 um, these don't really have many uh, these have a bunch of features audio commentaries uh, with Steve Carver uh, director of Photography, Leonard Moulton interview with Corman, Mama Knows Best, a retrospector featuring with Roger Corman, director Steve Carver, a bunch, a bunch of features. And then Big Bad Mama 2's got audio commentary with director Jim Wynorski, Leonard Moulton interviews with Corman, interview with actor Bruce Glover. So yeah, these look like they're loaded. I love those Corman releases. I'm, I'm trying to pick them all up. And then we have uh, another one Streets and Angel in Red, another do- uh, double Corman feature. And as far as the features on this are concerned, we have uh, just New World trailers. So there's not much to speak of but uh, yeah you see I'm trying to uh, keep that included with the audio podcast uh, the stuff I picked up so people will be interested and look at the features and whatnot but uh, I really appreciate you guys checking it out remember if you don't want to watch the video there will be uh, an audio version from the uh, Shut Up Brandon feed uh, Podbeam or iTunes just subscribe enjoy it Uh, spread the word if you like what you see you know the more you spread the word the more titles I'll cover the more I'll do this the more I'll put into it Uh, and uh, the more hopefully you guys will get out of it i appreciate everything uh i really do ask questions whatever uh enter the pick a movie i love what you guys are picking me to watch and whatnot Uh, steer me in the right direction but uh as always you guys have a good one